your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice to have you with us on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, Risa sends in a picture of her fireplace and uh, says, my kind of morning, and uh, she's glad that we're here for her to listen to. I'm good. And we're, we're glad to be here as well. Somehow you missed the giant dog on the couch in the picture, too. Yeah, I, it was a little dark, so uh, I just had a... Uh, and I see it now. I see the the giant dog. Oh, yeah, there he is looking at looking at the fire. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, no, I... I that's my kind of morning right there. Okay. Curled up on the couch with the dog, side me up. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a good fire going and all, all those kinds of things. And we, uh, and this is probably more on me than anybody. I think Jeff needs a girlfriend. <laughs> I have a dog. Taking applications. <laughs> yeah. I, would. I mean, I love my, I love my dog, but. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. I'm going to be gone at work today for a very long period of time. You know what's going to happen when I get home? My dog's still going to be happy to see me. I'm not going to get complaint where I was all day. Dog's just going to be very happy to see me. I'm just saying. You can't get that everywhere. I don't think most girlfriends complain when you're at work. No, not. It's kind of a job. Yeah. Bringing in some casholine, take them out to dinner. Maybe you're picking the wrong girlfriends, Jeff. Oh, there's been no doubt in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) I've got paperwork to prove that. (laughs) Maybe uh, maybe a, kind of a blind draw would be good for you. How do you think that would work? Would you want to date me without knowing I was coming? I, I, th- I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't have that There's desire. a level of preparedness that people need, probably, if I'm in the room. What if you just kind of took the screwdriver inside of your brain and just turned it down a skosh? <laughs> Backed off the throttle just a little bit. Then I wouldn't be me. Then I'd be somebody else. And then I'd have to keep it turned down that way, and that's now how it works. Someday, somebody will uh, latch their paws upon you, not a dog, (laughs) and and help you and fix you and mold you. you. You're under the impression that I'm broken. Fix you. I know. I feel like... Well, I mean, we're all... There's insults being thrown we're, here. We're all a little broken from time to time, right? <laughs> I mean, we think very highly of the lucky lady. And oh, yeah. Clearly, she hasn't been able to fix all she's, of that. No, she's... Well, you don't know where from which she started. <laughs> and, gosh. And Mrs. Lent has no chance to fix this guy. Yeah. No chance. Way too stubborn. Well, I... I I was remiss in bringing this up. How about that? I was remiss in bringing this up because it's really, really impressive. But uh, Friday night, uh, sophomore sensation, I think you should call her, Aaliyah Chavez at uh, Monterey High School, broke the scoring record, the all-time girls scoring record at Monterey High School as a sophomore. I mean, clearly she played as a as a freshman, as a, as a ninth grader, and as a has played as a sophomore. She broke the record of Kami Etheridge, who's in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Kami Etheridge totaled 1,729 points from 1979 to 1982. So we're talking about a record that has been held for 41 years. 
and it's um, a long stander. That's a long, long stander, and uh, you know, Chavez has been someone that everybody has has talked about, and uh, a lot of people have wanted to see her play, and and uh, and obviously they <clears throat> they have um, they've had a great season. Monterey is twenty three and three. They're uh, seven and one in their district uh, standings, and. Uh, you know, have as good a chance as anybody to make a, a deep run in uh, in the playoffs. But uh, I just, you know, when I heard that over the weekend, I was like, man, that's that's a that's a stunning thing. One to to break a record, I think, is always special. Um, and then two, when you do it by being so prolific that you do it in January of your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. You no know? doubt. And, um, you know, you, you hope that she's having fun. Uh, I'm sure that she probably is. And, you know, you kind of look at this and the, the future's bright. I know when Texas was in town last week, Vic Schaefer was there um, uh, at the ball game, and I'm sure there's been plenty of Division One coaches that have been there. Um you know, obviously everybody is, is interested in her, but I mean, she's got another two years, although there is some word out there that um, she could uh, try and reclassify after next year and then head on to college basketball, wherever that might be. Two years early? No, no, no. After this next year, uh, after, right. after a junior year. Okay. Th- that she would, that she would reclassify mm-hmm. after next year. I gotcha. After okay. next season. After next season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some academic work that goes in there, and, I, and I'm not I'm not privy to, um, you know, how close she is or what she'd have to do or anything along those lines. All I heard was there's there was there's talk on the street or word that that's possibly something that that they might consider. Where she's going to go, I have no idea. Um, I think obviously, uh, you know, there's school here in town that would love to have her, and um, so there's schools in lots of towns in. Uh, in Big 12 land or wherever, SEC country or who knows. Um, I don't know what the fit and what she's looking for, what she needs and all those kinds of things. Probably probably comes down to some money, unfortunately. Um, sure, but sure it'll be a factor, as sure, it is with most as it is high, with, high level yeah, recruits. Yeah, right, and that's, that's, not breaking any, that's not breaking any news there that, that money would come into uh, to play of that. Um, I did not watch any of this game last night, but... When I saw it, I was like, oh, because I, I looked at, I saw it coming up on the guide, um, LSU was playing uh, Alabama. And then um, when I saw the score, I was like, oh, a rough night for Christy Curry at Alabama. And then, then I remembered, oh, yeah. And the, and the gal that's coaching LSU right now is her old nemesis, Kim Mulkey. And in uh, Baylor and Tech are playing this weekend, and... <laughs> Just kind of brought back to... she call her crazy again? Right? That's exactly what I wondered, Jamie. That's exactly <laughs> what I wondered. It's like, did Kim Mulkey say, she's crazy, she's crazy, she's crazy? Screaming and yelling and her arms all up in the air. Yeah, El- don't you remember that press conference afterwards? All the We go back a long time before this. <laughs> LSU won uh, last night, 89-51. to 51. LSU is number four in the country, and obviously they're... They're very, very uh, good. They're twenty and zero on the season. Alabama's not bad. They're fifteen and five. Um, so uh, 
I don't know. I just, I just, I did, I did think back to that going, <clears throat> why did you call her crazy, coach? That's my question in the press conference. I, I, did you hear me call her crazy? No, I, I read your lips. <laughs> Chuckinism. And then women's basketball coach fights. And then brawls. Uh, here's the thing: we get another one possibly tomorrow. And this, like, this is a. What are you talking about? Tomorrow. Oh, because Bob Huggins. Bob is Huggins is in town. Right. So th- this is the one where Chuck wants to try to get him up. No, I just, I just always enjoy it when Coach Huggins is is around because of, of just how softly he speaks and and uh, I just hope that he leaves here with a with a loss tomorrow. I just want uh, somebody to return the favor to him. In a press conference once, because you not leave this in the press conference. Yeah. So, can you? So, so go to the shark for the question. He probably would understand it clearly. He'd say, "Can you speak up?" And then I'd say, "Can you speak up?" And then that probably that would not be See, good. That's what I would that, be looking be for. <laughs> that that probably wouldn't go over well. But I did. I did think about. Uh, when uh, Coach Mulkey brought her team in here, and the Lady Raiders took them down, that was a that was a fun afternoon. I hope it's a fun afternoon on uh, on Saturday when Tech and Baylor play. It's a one thirty broadcast time on one zero seven seven Yes FM, two o'clock tip. The uh, ninety three team, uh, most of them, I don't know how many will be there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, they'll have some other Lady Raider alumni there, and um, so hopefully. I, you know, hopefully there's a streamer drop. I, I you know, and you know me, I, I'm a big fan of the streamer drop. Uh, I think that'd be special to see. So we'll see. We'll see what happens on uh, on Saturday at the USA. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is January the 24th, 2023. Time for this day in sports history. Here is the one, the only, and available Jeff McGuire. <laughs> Probably half the people out there went, thank God there's only one. 1947, NFL And the other half went, thank God he's available. Yeah, right. No, the other half were like, who? Uh, 1947, NFL adds the fifth official, this would be the back judge, and allows sudden death in the playoffs. Sudden death, which is what we have now because we're in the playoffs. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Sudden death. Feels like the fifth official was necessary. There's a lot of things in a football game that officials have to watch for, mm-hmm. and a lot. Is, there's only there's only five in a crew. In the At least NFL? in forty seven, I think there's, yeah, there's six now. Be. I think there's six now. Okay. If only uh, Sneed was listening and he could let us know how many officials there are. Nineteen fifty, Jackie Robinson signs the highest contract in Dodger history, thirty five thousand dollars. Twelve years later, he would become the first African-American elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, along with Bob Feller. Nice. 1982, Super Bowl 16, Pontiac <clears throat> Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan. San Francisco 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-21. to Your MVP was Joe Montana. Seven officials in football in the NFL. Thank you, Chuck. 1999, David Duvall eagles on the 18th hole for a final round of 59 to win the Bob Hope Chrysler Classic at the PGA West. 
becomes only the third player to fire under a sub-60 on the PGA Tour. I love the Bob Hope. It was always That was always a fun one. It was better when he was around, though. It was. It was better when he was around, right? Those things usually are. Like and the in Dinah tw- Shore and the whole thing like yeah. that. And in 2016, AFC Championship, Maya High, Denver Broncos beat the New England Patriots 20-18. to 18. And then the NFC Championship, the Carolina Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals 49-15. to 15. Today's food, we got two. One is uh, for uh, beer budget, and the other one is the champagne taste. Happy National Peanut Butter Day. I'm confused. Beer budget, champagne taste. Means you're you don't have a, a very thick wallet, but you like the finer things in life. That's like, I have a beer budget, but champagne. But taste. that's a day. There's a day for that. No, it, today there's two things today. One is for the beer budget. One is for your champagne taste. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, National Peanut Butter Day I for your beer budget, that. and Lobster Thermidor for your champagne taste. Have you ever had lobster? No. Me neither. Really? I don't, and I don't care to either. Oh, it's good. I'm a fan. I can't get it very often, but it's solid. Have you ever made it? Have I ever, like, taken a lobster home and cooked it? No. Yeah. I know how. I just don't have a need to. All those people can be wrong, Chuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, big time birthday today. One of our favorites, Tim Siegel, turns 59 today. Oh, how about that? Mm. Uh, Ed Helms is 49, and Brian Cushing is 36. And one of the greats of novelty songs from the 70s. Brian Cushing? Linebacker from the Texans? Ray Stevens is his birthday today. (laughs) Miss Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. And they call him the street! Look at that! (laughs) On On this day in 1972... After 28 years of hiding in the jungles of Guam, mm-hmm. local farmers discover Soshi Yokoi, a Japanese sergeant who fought in World War II. What year was this? 72. In 41, the Japanese attacked and captured Guam. And in 44, after three years of Japanese occupation, U.S. forces retook it. It was at this time that our sergeant, left behind by the retreating Japanese forces, went into hiding rather than to surrender to the Americans. In the jungles of Guam, he carved survival tools and for the next three decades waited for the return of the Japanese and his next orders. After he was discovered in 72, he was finally discharged and sent home to Japan, where he was hailed as a national hero. He subsequently married and returned to Guam for his honeymoon. His handcrafted survival tools and threadbare uniform are all on display in the Guam Memorial Museum. Why is there not a movie about this? Because it wasn't an American, if I had to guess. I mean, I hate to be that kind of guy, but yeah, that'd be why. That's awesome. Sounds like a Tom Hanks movie right there, right? I don't know. Not starring Tom, but I mean, you know, maybe him directing or producing or something along those lines. 30 years he hung out in the jungles. Yeah. In Guam, hiding from people so that he wouldn't be discovered waiting for the Japanese to return. Does the dude have a book? You know, I can text you his name and you can look for it, or I can try to do it. Do uh, text quick me deal. his name. But uh, that is the Stan Sports History. All right, the Stan Sports History, 651 this morning here on the morning drive. I like that he went back to Guam for his honeymoon. 
Doesn't that sound wonderful, Chuck? 30 years hiding in the jungle. No, I couldn't do it. (laughs) It's phenomenal. I couldn't do it. There's no way. I couldn't hide 30 minutes in the jungle. (laughs) I'd I'd be seeking somebody out to talk to. Hey, I've been hiding over here, and I really don't want to hide anymore. I'm over here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm over here. Come come get me. I, I think probably... I think probably if Jeff or I had been captured as a POW, they would have uh, they would have released us. <laughs> I would not have been worth the trouble. There's some definite truth. Well, that. that, and they probably would have just gotten tired of hearing our voice. They just said, "Hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna let these two guys go. <laughs> we just they're just they're just too much for us." They're just too much for us. Uh, Sneed reports in seven officials in the NFL, as we documented, eight in the NCAAs. Okay. Okay. Hey, more in college. More in college than in the NFL. Kind of feel like uh, the NFL guys have kind of come under fire this year. The college, they need the extra college guy to make sure nobody's doing horns down. He's the horns down guy. Well, and... and His, on the back of his jersey, it says HD. And then, you know, um, there's the... There's the whole conversation of, you know, should the NFL officials, should those be full-time jobs? Or should it continue the way that it is right now where you have a job and then you, this is also part of your job. This is your other job. Um, You know, in some cases, the NFL job may make pay more than the the job that you currently have. Um, it, It just, it... I don't know that it warrants it, but I guess it's up for discussion. And part of it is the scrutiny of HDTV and things like that and more cameras on the field and being able to slow it down, um, I guess, opens officials up more to criticism for, quote, missed calls. But, man, we forget that everything happens at game speed and I'm amazed sometimes at the calls that they get when they go go back at it and go, yeah, that's the right call. Yeah, I don't know that any amount of training or them, you know, not having day jobs is going to, I mean, things just happen so fast and it's so subjective. They're tough. I mean, i got to be honest with you, in the Cowboy game against uh, San Francisco, uh, and the announcers were right on it, and <clears throat> so was the official, but I didn't know that you couldn't go backwards to go out of bounds to stop the clock like that. Yeah, I'd heard that rule. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it makes... But I did feel like, though, he was pushed backwards. Yeah. And so I felt like that was kind of unfair. It wasn't like Schultz turned, the, you know, started going east-west and even went more to his right to go backwards. Mm-hmm. He made the catch, turned, and he got hit yeah. backwards at an angle. And so I felt like that was a little bit unfair. Mm-hmm. I thought if you ran out of bounds backwards on your own, the clock didn't stop. Yeah, that makes... I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I just didn't... I just... I never... I, I get. I, I'm going to say I'd not seen that before, and I, I'll just say this: I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'd seen uh, it in an NFL game before. Where um, I was frustrated by it, and they had mentioned that you you got to be going forward. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I think that you know the way that Schultz caught that ball, and then it looked did look like he was kind of pushed back. I mean, and I'm also I also get frustrated sometimes with you know tackles that are made. And it's kind of like you expect these linebackers to stop on a dime and not hit somebody going out of bounds. And I get it. Or sometimes when they call the you know inti- you know the uh, unnecessary roughness when the guy gets kind of thrown over. Well, the you know the running back or the receiver or the somebody along those lines. I mean they're they're fighting for every inch they can get. Yet it doesn't seem like sometimes the defensive players are allowed 
to fight back as hard as the offensive player is fighting. I don't know. Uh, Sam says this, and I agree with him. Chuck could find some more monkeys to make conversation with. Yes, you're correct. Some more monkeys. Some more monkeys. <laughs> Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 973.com. You can access this on the uh, Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Happy to uh, to do that. Um, Benchmark Hotline is open as well. Some things here from the Yates Morning Center chat line just in reaction to uh, the last few comments. Uh, I watched Mark Adams' show last night. He seemed completely uncomfortable. I generally hope the best for him, but it's best for all involved if he enjoys his retirement. He's not the type to rebuild a program. Okay. Uh, in this new era of NILs, uh, free transfer. I, as a fan, will give up on them way faster than in the past. I'm a longtime fan, but I'm here for the fun and the wins. There's probably some truth to that. There's, it's an interesting take, and I agree because if um, I don't know, maybe, maybe you, if you, you feel like you're going to grow old with the players, and the players are going to grow old with us, kind of a deal. And and you're like, okay, this this the team had a great season last year, and but the guys are struggling this year or whatever. Well, hey, they, they brought us a great year this year, so I, I still stick behind them, right? Mm-hmm. I still have faith in them moving forward. But, I mean, that's part of, kind of the hard part for me right now is it's like, because some people are like, just start playing the young guys. And I'm like, why? I mean, we have no – there's – we don't, I, we don't know no if they're going to be here. Right, there's no guarantee. Yeah, and and but I I feel like that, that makes some sense. Like, okay, we'll work on the young kids because you're not you're not doing anything this year. So let's get those guys better for next year. But then it's I, I mean we, we have no idea whether they're going to be here or not. Yeah. So I I mean I don't know what to tell you to do, but I I, I think that's an interesting take take by that texter, and I I totally understand because it does feel like. You know, the loyalty with the players is not there as much because we, I mean, they're not longtime Red Raiders or they're not guys mm-hmm. that we know are going to be here for four years. Mm-hmm. We're going to grow old together. You know, we're, we just we, don't know. We're not necessarily going to grow old together. I think it together. feels different with other sports. Yeah. And I know there's been some transfer portal in the other sports too football and baseball definitely has it as well but it's just not nearly as much doesn't feel like the majority of your team year in and year out is coming through transfers yeah and again and I you're think... just recycling players through you know one mm-hmm. year at a time hey you come play for a year now go play somewhere else and we'll get somebody else and it's just this constant cycle of cycling players through yeah no i i, I... I think it is. It is. It is. I mean, it's. It's uh, to say it's the, the use the word disturbing is not maybe the right word, but it just it's um, it it seems out of sorts. It's like uh, you know, last night you know I'm watching Baylor in Kansas, and Baylor's got a kid from West Virginia last year, and I'm like, oh okay, I didn't know that. And then of course you know you got Kevin McCullough playing for Kansas, and I'm like, man, it, ah, it's my school, but I just hard rooting for that guy because he left here and it's just i just i don't i'm conflicted because i don't like how he did that and then i don't like that he's there um 
And so, you know, it's like I see him making plays there, and I'm like, okay, well, should be making plays here, and Jalen Bridges should be making plays for West Virginia. And then, you know, I'm in Morgantown this past weekend, and, you know, Tabby Diggs, who she didn't play very much for West Virginia, but she was at TCU. It's like, well, what? what, what, what it just seems like it's all upside down. And one of the things that I've enjoyed about some of these Big 12 games uh, on the women's side, not not about us because we've not gotten there yet, and hopefully we can get there, is that year after year you go and you see basically the same players at the same school. You know, the, the core. Yeah. The core. Yeah. The core on the women's side has pretty much stayed. But then you've got Gabby, Gre- Ge- Gre- Gabby Gregory who moved from Oklahoma to Kansas State, and that seems weird. Um, I was so, I was doing some prep work on uh, baseball yesterday, and uh, Oklahoma has three different Big Twelve transfers from three different Big Twelve okay. schools. <laughs> just like, I just, I mean, the, at the very least, could we not transfer in conference? Can there not be rules about that? Right, right. At the no, very I, least. And I think that's that that's part of it because you're like. And, you know, it's like, you know, and Texas came here last week and, you know, obviously Hattie Fye, you know, she played here last year as Hattie Faye, you know, but now she's Hattie Fye. Um, but anyway, the, the, the point is, is it just seems, it just seems all screwed up. And, and, and that was part of the charm of, of, of college sports. And I think basketball uh, is more highlighted because there's fewer players, obviously, and they're more recognizable because you see more of their faces because of television, or even if you're going to the games, you you see because of technology and the highlights and maybe how close you sit, or even if you sit upstairs, you know you're, you think, just, you see their body movements or their style, and you you, you, just, you I see think basketball more. is highlighted because it's a higher percentage. I mean, more than fifty percent of your team is transfers. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, no, I, that's I, not that way in football and baseball. No, no, not at all. But I mean, yeah. I, but I also think but nowhere the, close. But this, it's a, it's a smaller number of players that you're dealing with um, on on a roster, so it's it, it's more prevalent. And you're right. I mean, there's, I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know, you, you look at a, at a at a roster over this year for me on the on the women's side. It's like you have, and heck, we've got that on our team. You know, we've got nine nine different kids that have played somewhere else previously, you know, and they're, you know, they're going through the handshake line, you know, at Texas, you know, last week, and you had basically two players that played for Vic Schaefer at Mississippi State or, or were recruited by him, you know, and now he's, now he's, he's not only not your coach anymore, he's not even at your old school, he's at now your, your rival, you know, and it's just, it's, it's so strange, it's so weird. Um, this. Thank you, Jamie, for saying that. I agree. It's the off-course stuff and cultural issues that are the biggest turnoff about the basketball program. Okay? I understand. Uh, the K-State game hurt because you came out after half and even extended the lead to eight with 13 minutes left and then got outscored 31-14 to 14 the rest of the way. Those are the moments when you would expect Kevin O'Banner to step up, but he doesn't seem to have that follow-me mentality. He is at his best when he is the second or third option, and the problem is Davion Harmon gets erratic and the other players are still so young. That's a basketball program as opposed to the cultural or off the court problem. There's so it's like there's there's several different issues with this with this basketball team this year mm-hmm. for the for the fan base. Um, this what concerns me about the basketball team is all the rumors and concerns about the head coach, and I haven't heard anyone dispute those rumors. Well, that's because they're fact. Um, exactly, Jamie. There's no guarantee any of these players even return next year to develop. 
Right. It's so it's hard to, you know, it's okay, Elijah. Man, we're still pulling for you. We we know you'll be there next year. But you don't know that. We don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't know. I mean, yeah. we know you're going to get better for us. I mean, we know you'll be a star in, in a red ready uniform in two years. No, we don't know. Well, and the crazy thing is there there may be somebody somewhere else that is going to be your next star. But it just it's just so hard. Uh, I think as a as a fan, just to be quite honest of, hey, man, you want to be able to follow these guys year after year after year and say, hey, I remember when he was a freshman or she was a freshman or when he was a sophomore or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you're getting these kids, you know, when they've got one year left or two years left, and and you hope they understand. You hope they get the, the all the traditions with the school. You hope that something means to them. Uh, but, man, it's just, there's just no guarantee. And so you you look at your team right now and go, okay, Lamar Washington, fresh, freshman, Pop Isaacs, freshman, um, Robert Jennings, freshman. I heard on uh, Coach Adams' show last night, uh, one of the people talking about uh, Robert Jennings, about um, how good he has the potential to be uh, and how he is getting there. And then you go, wow, I sure hope that he's doing that here. Yeah. You know, K.J. Allen is, is a junior. Fardaz Amak has another year he could play. Daniel Bacho is just a redshirt sophomore. Does anybody think he's going to graduate from here? He might graduate from here, but is he going to finish out his career here? I don't know. I don't know. That dude looks miserable right now. Yeah, and maybe he is. Maybe he's so miserable he leaves. You know, there's nothing that says that Jalen Tyson isn't going to leave. Well, I mean, by the new rules, that's a question mark, though, right? For uh, yeah, mm-hmm. because he's already transferred once. Yeah, so it makes it a little makes it a little bit harder. I completely agree with you guys. Don't that we don't know what's going to happen because of the transfer portal. But for some stupid reason, and I don't have a good one, I feel better about the freshmen that are coming in sticking around than your transfers sticking around. Because they chose us first. And I don't know that means anything. It probably doesn't. It means something to me. I want to root for those guys harder. (laughs) But... But, like, with regards to sticking around. Okay. I almost think the opposite. Because the guys that have already transferred once can't transfer again without penalty these freshmen they they still have their one-time transfer available to them right they still have a get out of jail free card mm-hmm. so i i don't know what to think jeff it's almost like they've got a gotcha left hey i can get you <laughs> i can gotcha gotcha psych i'm leaving Psych, you can't. This is fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's really a, fun. It's a barrel of monkeys. Love it. Sounds like a possible future Jamie's question of the day. Jamie's <laughs> got a question of the day. That's next year. This morning on the Morning Drive. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Okay, uh, time for your question of the day. All right, uh, you guys talked me into it. We're going to stick with transfer portal talk. (laughs) (laughs) And you can go across all sports. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell me your favorite Red Raider transfer import and your most disappointing transfer export. Okay. Um, the the disappointing one is uh, low hanging fruit. It's easy. Uh, Kevin McCuller, just because I thought he was all in. Thought he was all in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 
extremely disappointed to see him see him leave and uh and it doesn't matter I, I hate that he went in conference and I hate he went to a school that everybody hates and hates even more uh as a result of that so I hate I hate that he's there um in terms of uh my favorite transfer incoming um Man, I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the women's side. I'm going to say Bree Scott. I mean, I think she's a joy uh, off the court and, and on the court. Um, I know she had a little flare up in uh, Fort Worth, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you get a little emotional and you get a little uh, get a little off the path, but um, I... Uh, There's I, somebody I, very disappointed in you right now, Chuck. Who's that? Man, of course I met Chuck. That's my yeah, guy. but he's, I know, but I mean, he's, I, I thought we were talking about current. Is it current, Jamie, or all time? It's all time. Okay. Well, sure, Brandon Francis, but I mean, um, I, you know, I, I was just going to stick you in the present day. I was just going to stick in the present day. So I was going to say McCullough going to KU and, and Bree Scott coming here because she's been, she's been terrific. <clears throat> Very nice, warm, friendly person. Again. And can and can hit the shot. Unfortunately, she's got a little got a little out of bounds, you know, in Fort Worth. Man, I almost feel like I got to say Brandon Francis, just as somebody does. Fully expecting Chuck to have said Brandon Francis. Uh, incoming, I'm going to take Cheryl Swoops out of this conversation, but she's technically one. Sure, that yeah, would but qualify she came from this. junior college, so that's not really what yeah. I'm counting. Um, incoming, it'd be hard not to say Tariq. I mean, Mooney's close for the one years of those. I mean, granted, those guys came at the same time and the success they had, but what Tariq gave you down low as a shot blocker and a dominant big man and, and being bought in from the day one when he got here has made that enjoyment better. Um, I don't want to say Kevin McCuller going out. You know, a guy I always wished would have stick, stuck around, not to the same degree, but uh, Tron Petaway, when he went to Ohio State. Nebraska? Nebra no, 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 no. Yeah, Nebraska, sorry. Because uh, he was, like, leading scorer in the Big Ten. And I was like, as he was doing things, I was like, man, that would have been nice if he was here. And, of course, this is at the when Tech was at the bottom of the basement. Like You, you just liked his dreads. No. I also liked that <laughs> what he could have done here. Yeah. Okay, um, my favorite import, I mean, there's two guys that come to mind for me, but I, I can't go away from Tyree Wilson. I mean, dude is a stud. He's going to be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft this year. I mean, he's a game changer on your defense. I don't know that anybody has made the impact that he did to any program mm -hmm. coming in, okay? 1B for me would, would be uh, Easton Morrell uh, for the baseball program. I, Easton was... A great teammate, a great leader, just a really good guy. Uh, loved having him as a part of the Red Raider baseball program. I'm sticking for, with baseball for export, and uh, Micah Dallas is number one on my list. Losing him, thought he was a guy that felt like he was an all-in Red Raider and could have been really valuable to last year's team, but decided to head elsewhere and, and again, also headed to a hated rival. So at least it wasn't in conference, though. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So good. those are my two guys. Good picks. Mm-hmm. Good picks. Uh, Colin Schooler being mentioned a couple times on the chat line. That's mm-hmm. another good incomer. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed his game here. Surprised mm-hmm. he didn't get a longer look in the NFL. I think he's like, too small. Zach Thomas wasn't the biggest guy either, and he got and I I, mean, I, I don't know that they are comparable. Obviously not because Zach played and too small Schooler. to play linebacker. Are too small to play like defensive end because I don't think he's too small to play linebacker. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe think he's, he's fast just, enough. May, maybe he's kind of a tweener in my opinion. Maybe he was either a too slow or b um, too injured, too banged up. I, th- I think he wasn't fast enough to play middle linebacker okay. in the NFL. Bullfighter says uh, Micah Dallas disappointing favorite Colin Schooler. Somebody says good pick Jeff on Owens. Syntex Hank says. Well, what I really like about Tariq is that Tariq's a guy that seems still totally all in. Yep. You know, yep. we've seen him at Tech games. We mm-hmm. saw him in the Texas game last year, harassing Beard. We, I mean, we've seen him on Twitter. I mean, that seems like a guy that he didn't start here. As a matter of fact, we were his third school. Okay, but this is the one that he really feels like that's that's where I went to school. This is the one he claims. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he seems all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody brings up Robert Johnson. Okay. Somebody brought up Cheryl Soup's greatest transfer. Yeah, like Jamie said, she, I mean, technically came from South Plains College. Right. Uh, by way of Texas, but she left Texas to go to South Plains. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, can't stand Baker, and I loved Matt Mooney, that from Juan. Okay. Refresh my memory. Where did, where did Robert Johnson come from? Was he a Juco guy and then came here? I don't I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. 7.37 this morning here on the morning drive. If you have a thought, comment, Yates Morning Center chat line is open. Benchmark hotline 2-806-771. Uh, somebody says my favorite import was Adonis Arms. Yeah, uh, He was a good one. Yeah. Man, you could really use him on this team. Well, you could use a lot of these guys that we just mentioned on this yeah. team. I mean, Matt Mooney would be good too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Somebody says, yes, Johnson was a junior college player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Reedley College in Reedley, California? Yeah. Okay. He transferred from the quarterback position to the wide receiver position. <laughs> right. That's yeah. where he transferred. Number one Juco quarterback in the nation. <clears throat> yeah, but got here and yeah, he and Leach didn't see eye to eye with him as a quarterback. So uh, he became an Aggie killer at the wide receiver position. Yeah. I will love him forever for that. I will say Matt Mooney, Jamie, is Micah still at A&M or in the pros now? I think he's still at A&M. I could be wrong. I thought he had one more year left. And then uh, any other baseball guy besides Easton Morrell? Bryce Bonin. Okay. Okay. Um, I that, forgot he two, was a transfer. Those two came together from Arkansas the same time that were big factors. Let me think here. Is there anybody else that really jumps out at me that I can remember that were transfers? Not that jump out at me at this point. Yeah, but those two, big impact for the Red Raiders. How about... Um, Where do you want to put Dakota Allen in this? He's Again, he came from a Juco. Right, but left here to the Juco and then and came, came back, back here. Yeah, but he... It's a Juco. Mm-hmm. It's a Juco kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put him in as a Juco. Uh, favorite transferred out is uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this person says this. How about this? Watched FAU versus UTEP the other night. Vlad Golden has become a very good player. 
Remember Vlad Golden? He yep. was the seven footer. Yeah. Almost seven footer. And two people telling us that Michael's with, Micah is with the A's now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, another reason to dislike the A's. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. It's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, the guy that transferred to Arizona in baseball. We could have oh, used yeah, him last well, year. His name is escaping me. He wore number forty-four, big left fielder. And he crushed it against us last year. Um, yeah. You'll think of his name. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice to have you with us this morning. The Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Um I used the Double T 97.3 mobile app uh, during my shower yesterday. I um, I have a shower radio and the batteries, because I've been listening so much, I listen every morning as I'm getting ready for work, and the batteries had, had died, and because of the Christmas toys, all my AAAs were gone. And so I thought to myself, Self, you can listen to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. And so I listened while I was getting ready, and then I like to listen while I'm taking a shower, listen to kind of what the guys are doing and talking about, and See if there's anything that I can utilize for our fine radio program here. Um, and I've carefully balanced my phone on the top of the shower, and it all worked. Great. I know. I know mm-hmm. you're fascinated by that. Mm. <clears throat> I always like to know what's going on in your shower. <laughs> uh, somebody says this uh, TMI. Oh. <laughs> Maybe so. To over-deliver sometimes is what we do. Um <laughs> Over deliver. Chuck, I, think, I like the theory. I think overshare is over-share. the term. I think over-share. that's the term. Over over deliver on the share, maybe. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Chuck, I like the theory. It would prepare student athletes for the quote real world and that they couldn't quote job hop from here to there. Employers don't like job hopping. They want employees to stay and build careers. Many industries, it's harder than others, but it would set them up, in my opinion. Oh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, this, guess you could say the skies opened. Sky, it's not skies. Remember, it's a sky. There's only one sky opened up and dumped all of the snow. I wouldn't really say there's that much snow. There's some. It's not like it's six feet of snow. It's not, I wouldn't say paralyzing although everybody's using this as an excuse to close down today ah we're gonna close Ah. businesses the businesses are using this as an excuse to close i don't know if he's more upset that like individuals that could get around are using it not to go to work or if he can't go talk to these businesses to try to get advertising. Oh, no, this sold. is a great day. This is a great day to do that. I mean, are you the guy that's been like, oh, a good debilitating snowstorm would be good for a day or yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, but this is okay. not debilitating. But, okay. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's He not. loves it right up until it affects him. Okay. <laughs> then he doesn't love it so much. Yeah. Nothing has affected me yet today. Nothing. I'm good. Um, somebody says this I do the phone balance in the shower a lot while traveling see I'm not the only one it's good <laughs> it's good okay um, so I'm, you, just, you t- I'm just I'm 
I am fascinated by by the things that you choose to share with us. <laughs> okay, fascinated. I just, uh, you know, sometimes I the don't... things that you feel we need to know okay. about you in your personal life. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> I'm fascinated by. You fascinated by that? <laughs> okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm curious what you think about because you talked about it just a little bit. I wanted to get some of this NFL stuff. Uh, Micah Parsons had a little shot at uh, Dat Prescott after the loss uh, to San Francisco. Uh, basically, he commented on the fact that uh, the defense did enough uh, were it not for the two interceptions. Yeah. He was He's frustrated. He's I, I get it. I mean, the, he said the defense was arguably uh, was good. He said the, he said the defense was uh, good enough to win. Uh, was just not good enough because the offense had a couple of uh, interceptions about how they stopped, you know, some of the San Francisco guys, particularly McCaffrey. I mean, I guess if you live in the world where as long as what you said is accurate. Mm-hmm. You got no beef, right? And there are people that live that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But if you're a good teammate, you don't say those things. Yeah. You know, or, or if you're a nice person, you don't always have to go that route, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just that, it's getting harder and harder to find athletes that, you know, get that. I mean, Micah Parsons could have said, man, I thought we did enough defensively to win. Unfortunately, we just, you know, we couldn't get it done. That's fine. But you, you, I don't, nobody would disagree with that. Nobody would have beef with him saying that. Mm-hmm. But throwing the two interception things in there is calling out your quarterback. Okay, who, you know, the week before was throwing a temper tantrum about your kicker. Right. right you know? Right. I mean, I guess it's just hard to... I don't know. I don't know. Chuck, I mean, I, I mean, Chuck walks out of here every morning and he doesn't go. That would have been a great show, but Jamie was terrible. <laughs> okay, Chuck is a good teammate. He doesn't do that, even if it's true. And Jamie, Jamie was a say, wet blanket today. Jamie might go home and say, yeah, "That was really weird today, kids." But you know, we're gonna try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, here's he said. Uh, Parsons basically said giving up just one touchdown and getting Debo and McCaffrey in check should have been enough to win, especially if they don't have the two picks. He's not wrong. It's no, just, he's definitely not wrong. There's, it just I doesn't mean, build good camaraderie amongst your teammates. It, it, it's just not a good look. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you... I don't know. Go ahead. Did you, I mean, just look at the video of, of Trevor Lawrence. After the loss to the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that video? I did not. I mean, Lawrence goes up the tunnel and then stops, and every teammate that goes by, he high-fives, he hugs, every one of them, okay? You know, Lawrence played, you know, okay, not great, whatever, but I, I just, I thought that was a good look for him. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm sure it was, hey, guys, we'll be back next year, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I'm all for guys owning their part or saying, man, I got to be better. I got to play better. But I, it's just not a good look as a teammate to yeah. to say that guy's got to play better. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and Micah Parsons is a phenomenal player, and I can't <laughs> look at a play and go, well, if Micah Parsons has done this, no. Yeah. I mean, that dude's spectacular. Mm-hmm. But, be, I mean, it's not just about being a great player. Be a great teammate. Yeah. Uh, this, the more I learn, I find out, I, the more I learn, I find I am a lot more like Chuck than I ever thought. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, so Chuck is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should make you feel good. There Chuck. was a there was a uh, there was a there was a book out that was that was like back from the seventies. My my mom had it, and I never read it. Just to say, I'm okay. I'm okay. So you're okay. I think was the name of the book. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably some kind of self help thing. Now I will say that, for example, in our situation, the three of us at times. We'll call each other out for being wrong or making a ludicrous statement yeah. or whatever, but that's kind of what you do in sports talk radio, right? And it's sure. and it's all good fun. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing pickup basketball with your, you know, two on two with your buddy mm-hmm. buddies, and you lose, of course you're going to goof on your teammate, right? Right. It's yeah. a little bit different when you're playing pickup. Well, I mean, if Bob hadn't put up three air balls, we yeah. probably would have taken you guys. Or if he could actually sure. defend somebody, you know, you're joking, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it's different in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's the heat of the moment. So you have to almost consider the situation. I remember, I remember one time, uh, when I was hosting a different form of show and the, uh, he had one city councilman call out another city councilman and basically one city councilman accused another city councilman of being a racist and making racial comments. And he, on, on one end, he wasn't wrong, but on the other end, the venue that he chose to do it was was kind of wrong. And then, and then, lo and behold, the one that he called the racist shows up. And I said, "Well, what do you, what do you, did you hear what so and so said this morning?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "That's just him being him. It just kind of goes with the goes with the business." I'm like, "Oh, okay. So you handled that really well. You handled that far better than I thought you were going to handle that." Okay. <laughs> just, but I've never, I've never forgotten. It's like, yeah. oh, oh it's kind of interesting because I was like, because like, because when he said that, I was like, whoa, man, yeah. whoo, here we go, buckle up. And then the other guy shows up, and I'm like, did you hear what he said this morning? Yeah, I heard he said this morning. <laughs> like, it's all right. It's just him being him. So let I me know. get this straight. You told the guy who was about the subject of what was being told to you earlier. I just asked him trying to stir the pot to see if you no, could start a fight. No, I was part of the if it was a part of an interview, yeah, I would absolutely want to do that. I just uh yeah. but I just wanted to know if he had heard it before we went on the air and he's like, "Yeah, I heard it." He goes like, "This that's just him being him." He goes, "He goes, I understand him. I understand the point he was trying to make." So um which is again, sometimes we let our Thin skins show too much, and sometimes we don't. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.